0: Hello everyone, Angela Pate here and welcome to the Women's Utilities Network One for All podcast. Our corner of the world where we will be talking all things utilities, careers and everything in between. Equipping you with the knowledge and skills you need to build a long and lasting career. Enjoy!
1: Hi there, welcome to today's ONE podcast. Today we're focusing on menopause in the workplace. My name's Penny Ransall, I'm an advocate for ONE and today I'm joined by Lucy Stewart, Assurance Manager at Cadent. Lucy, thanks for joining us today. Tell us a bit about yourself. Thank you, Penny, and thank
0: you for um, giving me this opportunity to record this podcast on what can be a very sensitive subject of menopause. Um, so, as Penny said, I'm an assurance manager at Cadent, been with Cadent probably seven and a half years, um, coming up eight years later this year. Um, I have a really varied career working with Cadent, but something that I've become passionate about over the last year and I want to talk to you about today is menopause and menopause at work.
1: Brilliant. It is a very uh, important topic that that is very um, active at the moment, so it's really good to have you here. So, I can imagine that women face many challenges when they're trying to balance their career with both perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. So it's really good to have you here today, Lucy. So I know you're going to tell us a bit about your own personal story um, as well as share some insights into this topic as and as well as some positive changes that you've seen your company make. But let's start by asking as a broad question, what is the menopause? Okay,
0: so I think um very simply put, and you know, people refer to it as the change. But actually, the menopause is when a woman stops having her monthly periods. Um, it's an actually natural part of ageing um, that doesn't really get talked about much and has probably always been a quite a taboo subject. Um, it usually happens between the age of 45 and 55 years old, but actually can happen earlier to quite a few women, um, which is called as a premature um, menopause. In the UK, they say on average, a, w- a woman will go through the menopause at 51 But the symptoms um, start actually a good few years before that and before your actual period will stop. And that's known as the perimenopause. And actually that can last um, for four years or even longer after you've actually had your last period. Um, And a woman's actually defined as being in menopause 12 months after her last period. So quite a significant period of time that you experience in these symptoms. Um, And with the perimenopause, the body can start to behave very differently. And most women will experience at least one symptoms caused by this change. But on average, that can be seven. And I think one of the things that really first alarmed me when we're doing some research about the menopause is actually it can be over 37 different symptoms, which is really a significant wow. number of sy- symptoms. Yeah. Um, and I think some of these symptoms, uh, as we form from the research and through the conversations i have been having with colleagues at work and friends, um, can be really significant and severe and they can have um, a significant impact on your everyday activities, but especially I suppose in, in the conversation we're having today about how you are at work? Yeah, I mean obviously
1: if you're going through those kind of symptoms and changes it's going to make your day-to-day life very challenging. From your research and experience, could you tell us a bit more about I guess the effects of or, or menopause in the workplace and any facts and figures that you, you've come across?
0: Yeah, so I think those 37 different symptoms um, are key, um, as well, thinking about that things, they cover things like brain fog, lack of sleep, lack of concentration, anxiety, depression, um, and just really changing how you feel as a woman um, because of those symptoms. So what's not surprising in some ways because of those symptoms, but it's also very alarming, that actually one in four women consider leaving their job because of menopausal symptoms. Because they can't feel they can cope or manage with the responsibilities of their day-to-day work life, including things as well as then home life, you know, bringing up children, elderly parents and so on. It's really
1: important. That women have support and that people are aware about this so so that yeah, it's totally not a taboo agree. yeah because it's something that you know as women we're all going to go through um, at different stages in our life so it's really yeah it's good that there's so much to talk about it now um, and hopefully that stat will change in the future when women feel that they can talk more about it and get the support they need and um, companies are you know are there <laughs> to, to make sure that they can fulfill their career
0: so yeah and I think yeah. Why that's important, and I think we will hopefully see that stat change is because um women between the age of 40 and 60 actually have the fastest growing demographic at work today. Um so I think you know a lot of women are working longer and working later on, whether that's due to pensions or starting their careers later or you know, opportunities because yeah. there are a lot more opportunities for, for women in, in the work environment to grow and develop, and you know, we've got that career ladder. Um But also, um, I think we're the first generation, really, to have this workforce and gender age mix. So it's a real positive in that sign. But also, if we are working longer and have this age mix and the fastest growing demographic, as I mentioned previously, we need the right support in place to help us fulfil that career um, desire that we have to carry on working but i think what the sad point is is yet yeah, menopause isn't given the priority it deserves or even considered a serious health condition like other things um but what it's we terrible. may have seen and mm-hmm. people may have seen is more and more media coverage like great this podcast we're doing today mm-hmm. with so much more media coverage from you know uh, celebrities um doctors in the news um online you, you know um tv programs featuring sections about menopause at the minute so it is bringing it more and more to life and more to the forefront, but I still think we're
1: very early in that journey um, about giving it the priority it deserves. Yeah, I agree. Well, I know it would be great to hear about sort of um, what, what you're doing at Caden to make a, a positive change. But before, I know you and I have spoken offline and we've, you've kind of given me a bit of insight into your journey, but would you be happy to talk us through on this podcast and tell us a little bit about your, perimor- your own Nepal's st- story?
0: Yeah certainly because I think like you said we had a really good chat the other week about both of our <laughs> journeys yeah. um, and it's good to share and I think through sharing and being open and honest and talking to others how you feel whether that's your employer, your family, your friends um, and sharing these stories will help hopefully encourage other women that may be struggling in silence to go out and speak to either their GP, their line manager, um, partners, whoever. Um, but my sort of journey started sort of journey or story I don't know how you want to picture it um, started um, in January last year so we were coming up for a year of um, lockdown and you know uh, Covid working from my home and I was really struggling um, and I didn't know if it was the fact that I was working from home had very little contact within an office we were very much home based working from the very first day in, in uh, March 2020 um, and I'm very much a people person, I like to interact with people, but you know, being in that home environment day in, day out, I didn't know if it was that that was affecting me. So I'd started really struggling with concentrating on things and um, that brain fog seeping in, really thinking, you know, looking at something I and mean, do I know what I'm doing? Um, <laughs> started waking up at 3 a.m every every day for no reason um normally the kind of person that would yeah you know, get to bed at 10 and wake up at six feeling fresh as a daisy but you know, at three o'clock half three four o'clock wide awake for no apparent reason and just not feeling myself and as many people will probably tell you that know me I'm probably one of the most organized people <laughs> I've got the lists, yeah. planned for birthdays a month or two ahead and all you know organized with presents and so on and just that lack of desire to be that organised person just really sort of slipped away and sort of not really thinking, you know, leaving things to the last minute, which just wasn't me at all. But also then that was seeping into my work that, that um, yeah, OK, I was doing what I needed to do and delivering against the my objectives, but really struggling some days to concentrate, to do those things where it would normally come naturally.
1: Um, it must have been really frightening. And I, I guess you... I, I guess you're going to tell us, but I wondered, were you actually aware what was going on? Was it the obvious thing? Um,
0: well, like I say, I think, I think I just kept putting it down to the fact, oh, it's just working for yeah. homes, Groundhog Day feeling and yeah. just not feeling comfortable. And I've got quite a lot of older female friends that were going through the menopause, but they didn't mention these sort of brain fog and concentration things. They were more talking about the hot flushes and the irregular periods and so on. Yeah, so, the obvious really- ones, yeah obviously put it down to that because that's the ones you do here. Like you said they are obvious, aren't you? Yeah. You hear people having the hot sweats and the yeah themselves with a fan and um you know um that kind of uh you know feeling whether you know don't know whether they're coming or going with their periods. So you know a lot of friends have said that. But in the end I thought well um my periods then did start to change a bit as well or just be regular. Um so I thought I'm gonna contact my, my GP but I felt a bit silly in some respects you know phoning your GP we're in the middle of a pandemic lots of things going on um knowing that was going to be a telephone appointment anyway and hard to get a telephone appointment but I just thought I need I need some answers and I need to just check and so eventually had a telephone consultation with my GP um, and she was brilliant to be fair but one of the first things she asked me and tried to down to the bottom was i depressed was i oh. suffering from anxiety was there something going on personally that was making me depressed and actually on um, after having that conversation and reading stuff in the media a lot of women get misdiagnosed with and um, um, with depression when they're perimenopausal and get put on antidepressants which actually don't do anything to alleviate the symptoms um it's actually more that you need them. Um, hrt and those kinds of things rather than antidepressants so it's quite sad how often mm-hmm. um menopause is misdiagnosed by gps because of the lack of knowledge and experience of it mm-hmm. um but also another thing i found out as well through looking that you know i think i would read a stat, about 50 percent of women struggle to even access their, their gp to talk about menopause and menopause services such as going on hrt so I, you know, I, was lucky I got through to my GP. We talked about that there's nothing really happening personally that was stressing me or making me, you know, have left lack like, of sleep. Um, and she recommended I have a blood test. And at a certain period of time, she said it more than likely might not show something because unfortunately your hormones dip all the time, and that's the big thing with being um, perimenopausal and on the menopause is those hormone levels are dropping, but it's very hard to pinpoint when that happens. But went for the blood test came back she was a slight, uh, slight, slight lower level or something along those lines but she couldn't say for definitively um, and she said the best thing she could do was just send me some links for some reading material so she sent me um, an email with a load of links for um, the balance app and all the different things menopause doctors and bits and pieces and that's when I started then doing my research and couldn't believe <laughs> the 37 yeah. different symptoms and all these other things
1: and then, yeah, obviously, you were reading and thinking, "That's what, that's me, that's what's happening." And it yeah. is really, it's really sad that it's not known so much because if if this, if these symptoms could be diagnosed properly early, early on, then um, women can get the help they need, like HRT, and start to feel like themselves again much earlier. But like you say, there is um, a misunderstanding, sure. isn't there? There has been putting it down to things like depression or, or other elements of life. Um, so hopefully all the, all of this, like you say, exposure to the topic is going to encourage GPs and just people in general to, to think, just understand a bit more. Is, is, it, the, is it the perimenopause that I'm going through rather than it be put down to other things? So I'm, I'm glad you got the support that you needed from your GP. And I'm sorry, you're that. I know <laughs> yeah, so many women who I've spoken to
0: since that haven't, and even you know down to this week. And it sort of leads nicely into my next segment, but um, a colleague uh, has been totally dismissed by her GP, but she's got some real apparent perimenopausal symptoms. So, um, on the back of the research and the the things I've been reading, there was so much out there. There wasn't anything in particular my employer Cadent was doing around the menopause, but what we did what we did have and do have is a brilliant group called Women in Cadent. Um, so, Women in Cadent, the set of um uh, about a year or so ago, it's a networking group that to help drive gender equality uh, within the organisation. And as part of that, there's various different subgroups. And I think we spoke to our lovely colleague um, on a previous podcast, um, Kellyanne, mm-hmm. who yeah. is the lead for fertility.
1: Yeah, that's right. She did a a really special podcast for us um, last year.
0: Yeah, she's fabulous. <laughs> um, but so then got, got me to thinking that while I'm learning, can I share what I'm learning with my female colleagues? Um, so I volunteered myself um, to become the lead for um, menopause within Women in Caton. Oh,
1: that's brilliant. And that that was during your perimenopausal time, was it?
0: Um, yeah, so, so you, September yeah. last year. So not long now, yeah, September yeah. last year. And I found because there was so much misinformation and information out there that felt like it needed sharing and sort of disseminating sometimes to yeah. help people. But also, I don't know about you or other women that we're finding, obviously, we're working from home, um, either a mixture of hybrid working now or just working from home from, uh, you know, due to the pandemic. Um, that we found that actually you're not speaking to some of the women that you normally used to speak to, at whether you were making a cup of yeah. coffee or washing your hands in the ladies' that interaction
1: that sort of random like you say having a chat <laughs> about yeah, life yeah
0: we call a water cooler chats and things yeah. like that but yeah yeah we're not we're having a bit
1: isolated them. yeah
0: yeah very isolated um not being able to have that discussion when sometimes you know you're in a meeting might might be in a meeting with other ladies through teams or zoom but not having that opportunity then to sort of say how you're feeling you're tired or what have you because there's not that time on a zoom call to sort of make that rapport and, and have those conversations yeah um, so I was really anxious about that and thinking well okay we've got that issue but what can we do to sort of alleviate that um so I started to think about if being the lead for um women in cadence on menopause what kind of things would help um And yet hybrid working gives us great flexibility now um, than ever before, I suppose, really from working from home when you need to, if you're suffering from heavier periods due to the perimenopause, which can be one of the severe symptoms. Um, But also what else can we do as an organisation? And I came across quite a few companies that actually have policies. Um, So, you know, we have sickness and absence policies like most organisations. You have um, all different kinds of... um, hr policies but there was no specific within caden and quite a lot of organizations I don't think have either um, a specific menopause policy um so one of the things we're working towards this year is to have a menopause um policy or standard in place to help not only those employees going through the menopause but have give guidance and support to managers so they can help their employees that are going through the menopause um and i think that's you know a sort of fundamental really when we talk about sickness and absence and those kinds of things that if a manager doesn't know how to support somebody because it's not documented within a company then it leads to sort of discrimination or unfair treatment and so on so if we can support both sides of the camp then um, I think it'd be really good.
1: Yeah definitely and, and have you found that um, since, since sort of starting this forum you've had a, a lot of women come forward and talk more about it or, or kind of benefit from from the changes
0: yeah so what we did um and what we do at Caden quite often we've got quite a few of these um different groups um for different things as well as the women in Caden group we do lunch and learn sessions um and they're open to everybody within the company usually you know a 12 o'clock call and we'll give a bit of a, an update about a certain topic whether it's um religion or um like neurodiversity and also things to do with women in cadence. So I held a lunch and learn session uh back end of last year and I um well probably suppose I really starting that I set up a Yammer page so we've got lots of Yammer page but solely dedicated to the menopause um, and got some people chatting on there and there was a couple of ladies that I colleagues that I worked with that were really sort of supportive to other people because of their journey. So I approached them and asked would they share their stories on this call. So we did the lunch and learn call. We talked about a bit like today, a bit like the facts and figures, what was um out there in the media and the press, and what menopause was and the symptoms. And then these three remarkable colleagues of mine. Because I say remarkable, <laughs> shared the sort of deepest, darkest uh, secrets of with their menopause and their menopause journey. Yeah. Very emotional. I think I probably teared up when one of them was Aww. speaking. Yeah. Um, but it's gone down as the probably the most talked about uh, lunch and learn session cadence held to date. It's talked about oh. very much afterwards because I think people were so honest
1: oh, about that's their fantastic. symptoms. Yeah. Oh, that's really good to hear. Well done. Well, I mean, on that positive, I guess, what advice would you offer other organisations, I guess, to follow suit?
0: So I think um, thinking about that demographic of women that you've got in your workplace, what you can do to support them. Uh, I think one thing I've learned um, through, so we have a monthly luncheon, a uh, monthly just menopause chat, just half an hour once a month, um, ranges around sort of 20 to 40 ladies dial in now, but they're sharing their experience, asking for advice. They're not suffering in silence, probably as they were before. One of the ladies said on the back of the call, she's now finally spoken to her line manager about how, she, how she's feeling. Another lady's now been to her GP to start the process of HRT. Um, so having that as an organisation having that a sort of forum where they can we can get together talk confidentiality you know confidently between us it's confidential between us um, and just thinks you know makes people feel they're not alone um, and I think many women don't actually realise that the changes in their behaviour and work performance can be caused by their symptoms and um, so I think it's important for organisations to think about how they can support women um and the, the impact this menopause can have on their work but make it possible for managers to be able to talk back whether that's giving them some training policy, a guidance note um but also be honest and open to women coming in and, and having that conversation about how they're fe- feeling and be you know that it's a two-way communication piece and um, to be able to support women and, and keep women because we know Know, to recruit and train yeah. and, and retain people in our organisations is very challenging. And what we don't want is that one in four women in our, any organisation feeling like they have to leave because we've got so much to offer. We've yeah, have lots of knowledge and experience over the years that you don't want people to feel, but with some slight adjustments or support or just even understanding. Sometimes we just, you know, people don't want things changed so much as they want just an understanding that, I'm having a bit of a rough time at the minute, just bear with me. I think one of our senior leaders had said on the, the lunch and learn session we'd done that she tells her team, just remind me of things because sometimes I forget or got me a note afterwards and that's fine um because I'm going through the menopause and my memory's not great at the moment. Um So having a culture within an organisation where women can say and speak up and it's not criticised is probably the first big step and then looking at what you can implement whether that's training policies and so on to support those women in your workplace.
1: I think I couldn't agree with all of that more I think that's that's um, a really really great advice and I know from anyone that listens to this podcast they're going to go away um, and and feel motivated to perhaps look at what their workplace is doing and and make a change. Well thank you so much for joining us today it's been a really important and an interesting podcast yeah i just guess we'll 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 wrap up there and yeah i don't know if there's anything else you'd you'd like to say before we bring the podcast to an end
0: no i think just a thank you to one and to yourself penny for giving me this opportunity to share not only my journey but the journey cadent are going on and that cadent have been great um and you know being able to give me this platform within cadent to support my fellow female colleagues but also male colleagues who might have wives um, you know mothers also are going through the menopause that so they can be more supportive at home too but yeah it's a great opportunity for any organisation I think to support the, a demographic that's vastly growing um, with something that can be such life-changing in some respect for the symptoms they're going through at the time so thank you for giving me the opportunity today
1: oh no thank you so much for joining us honestly the pleasure is all ours and you know it's exactly what one is here about is to to help women to stay in, in utilities and to grow so this is a very important part of that so yeah thank you so much for your time
0: thank you